Hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel Calderon and welcome back to Corner Talks. Hope, a very interesting yet tricky concept, which is why I wanna share with you a book that I recently read called Everything is Effed. This book, as it says on the cover, is about hope. And what the author does here is help us navigate a world where it's very messy, especially during these times with social media and political pressures and all these different phenomenons we're experiencing, including the pandemic itself. What the book kind of dives into is how we can better look at concepts like freedom and happiness and hope itself. Because like I said before, hope is a very interesting but tricky concept to, to understand. And the reason why is because, is it something we should look for? Whether you believe it or not, we all have a little bit of hope whether it's expecting a favor in return when we do something for someone or when we put all our effort into something and hope to reap the rewards. There's always that piece of hope inside of us. It's what makes us human. It's part of our nature. Should we really have an over-reliance on hope? And should we look at it from another angle? So after reading this book, these are my lessons from everything is F. We often believe the opposite of happiness is anger, sadness, and depression. However, that's not the case. The book argues it's hopelessness, the feelings of despair and fatigue, because if after everything you've tried, nothing is working out. Years and years of building results, yet they cease to exist. Again, hope is a very interesting term that grants us the feeling of comfort, believing something out of our control will happen and turn everything around. However, as the book would suggest, hope is granted to those that care about something, anything that they look forward to. This brings me back to a time when I myself felt hopelessness. I felt weak, I felt tired, I felt I exhausted all options, when in reality, I never really did. However, the mind plays tricks on you and you convince yourself that you've run out of hope and there's no hope left in the world. But with the concept of caring about something, looking forward to something, that hope comes right back and you'll lose it again but it reappears. Pursuing my filmmaking passion, I look forward to connecting with creative individuals. I look forward to having that back and forth, balancing ideas off each other, getting inspired of their talents that I can use in my works or collaborations in making projects come to life, helping other creatives bring their projects to life through my directing abilities, uh, cinematography skills. With regards to my podcasts and my blogs, why do I do them? I always tell my guests, it's because I look forward to connecting with them, catching up, you know, a lot of them are colleagues, but a lot of them are friends. And we basically just talk about anything. We talk about film, we talk about life, we talk about experiences. And through that dialogue, it gives me that hope by learning about their story, by learning about the possibilities of what's to come. And my artworks, my drawings, the things that I enjoy expressing on the page uh, with just a pencil and an eraser. It allows me to revisit my nostalgia. It gives me that uh, adventure of replicating a character that I grew up with, uh, a character from my childhood that I hold so dear and putting it onto the page. Having that moment of, that, of expression, that artistic expression, uplifts me. And again, this is what I mean by giving you hope. It's not about saying, I hope to be famous one day. It's I hope in looking forward to what I can accomplish tomorrow. And that's what gives you true happiness. It's not about hoping for things that can't, are not guaranteed. It's hoping for things that you can guarantee through creation, through contribution. Our brains are comprised of two halves, 
One side is the thinking and one side is the feeling. Best way to help you understand this concept is the thinking brain is the one telling you study for your final exam. And the feeling brain is the one telling you just watch one more episode on Netflix. I don't know about you, but the feeling brain usually wins. And that is because we as humans run off emotion more than we do logic. It's why we choose to spend endless hours scrolling through Instagram, trying to find the latest meme or checking in on our favorite celebrity and what they're up to rather than broadening our knowledge of science so that we may contribute to humanity's quest in colonizing Mars in the near future. It's why we have that slice of cheesecake rather than have the more healthy option of let's say an apple. It's why smoking exists, even though everyone knows it leads to cancer and possibly death. Why? Because it feels good. Yet we must have a balance and remind ourselves we still have a thinking brain. We still must be logical so that way we don't abuse and get ourselves addicted to social media. We don't get diabetic because of all the sweets we ingest and we don't consume toxic substances. This is not done overnight. This is not done by cold turkey. This is done by negotiating with the feeling brain. Don't even use the word quit because again, you're not negotiating with the feeling brain, you're fighting with it. And naturally your emotions, because we're wired that way, will take over. And I'm telling you this from experience. For instance, eating healthy. If I tell myself I'm not gonna have carbs again, you know those no carb diet, don't touch carbs, don't touch sugar, it's not realistic, especially if you're like me that has a huge sweet tooth. So what I tell myself is I'm not going to have three meals that consist of carbs. Maybe only one meal will consist of carbs. Like let's say I'll have a pasta for dinner or in a situation where you need to have more fruits for the day. You know, I'm not a big fan of fruits, but I still have my bananas and strawberries. I don't mind those things. So. I tell myself, okay, I'll eat the fruits that I really, really enjoy, the favorites, that way I'm getting my intake of fruits. But I'll also tell myself I'm gonna have at least one serving. How does this play into hope? Well, it gives it a more practical sense. If you understand that you have two sides of your brain, if you understand that one needs to be negotiated more than the other, if you understand that it's normal to give into your emotions because that's how we're wired, you will develop a sense of hope that one day you will develop a healthy routine or one day you will quit smoking entirely. That is a real sense of hope. And that is what the book, that is what the author was trying to tell us, is we need to start giving into those concepts of hope. Hope that we can control. Hope that we have a label on that we say, this is our life. This is what we're gonna do about it. Not the other way around where the feeling brain, the emotions take over us and we have no direction and we're aimless in life. Pain is what makes us human. It's part of our existence. No matter what marketing has told you, no matter what your best friend, your mom, your dad, people in life, suffering is inevitable. It's just part of our reality. Yet we are trying so hard to avoid it more and more as generations pass. Our struggle to handle pain properly is evident in social phenomenons like cancel culture that's getting out of control. People that said things in the past, maybe they didn't mean, or maybe they were put out of context, or maybe they said, yet they've become better individuals. However, their career is completely over and their lives now are being told, 
you can't be this person anymore and we don't want to have any part of you in society because of the hurtful things you might have said 10, 20 years ago. Or something trivial as go to Burger King and you get all enraged and pissed off because the teenager working behind the counter forgot to put extra pickles on the receipt and now you have a Whopper that has only two pickles instead of 10. Things are getting out of control. You know it and I know it. You look outside, you read the news and it's getting a mess. Everything is getting exposed. Everyone's hurt by something and it's not right. We as a society deserve better than this, but the only way to earn it is to embrace it. No matter how rich, perfect, and well-balanced your life may be, pain will always exist from something extreme like a loved one dying or to something slight to when you go out with 2% battery and you realize, oh, my phone charger is at home. When I was going through an identity crisis, lost my job, not knowing where I was going in life, comparing myself with other people. It was that victim mentality that got the best of me. It was telling myself that this pain, I deserved it. I deserved to be at my lowest. I thought the world was against me. It was rigged. Uh, no one was throwing me a bone, as they say. I really did believe that things were happening out of maybe spite, out of karma. I, I was just at a low place. And that's not the healthy attitude to have. It never is. And this is what I mean by we live in a time where I think people are reacting so much, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, you know, on the street to people's comments is because they're at a very dark place in their life. And think about it, to just react at someone's comments, uh, whether they're being insensitive or whether they're not adhering to kind of social cues of being politically correct. We must all realize that, yes, there's a time to speak up, but there's also a time to understand it's part of life, that there's always gonna be someone that says something nasty. There's always gonna be something that is done to you that is unjust. It's part of the pain, it's part of being human. It's part of why our existence is based off of suffering. It only makes us better, it only makes us stronger. And I needed to have that mentality. I needed to have that courage to tell myself, whatever I'm going through can be fixed. Whatever I'm going through can be changed. The bigger picture is that I got my whole life ahead of me. I'm in my 20s. Changing my perspective was necessary to change my life. You see, when I flipped my mind around, when I saw things from a different angle, pain still was present. I still go through pain all the time. Yet it wasn't amplified to the degree that it was before. Why? Because I sat myself down, I collected my thoughts, and I realized the only way I'm gonna get what I want is to take control of my life. So that's something I would tell you, is that if you really wanna change, if you really wanna adapt, if you really wanna be the best individual, if you wanna change the world, as they always say, you need to embrace pain. You need to understand that there's always gonna be pain. Life happens to everyone. Everyone experiences pain, and I'm just part of it. And whatever I go through next, whatever steps I take will help me become the best version of who I am. We are all wired since birth from society that if we do this, it'll result into that. And while things like hard work and networking should increase our chances of personal successes, well, life doesn't always guarantee it. This reliance on reciprocation and then it not being fulfilled is making us feel worse and disappointed. The reason is because we're hopeful. Hopeful that if I open the door for someone, maybe they'll notice me. Or if I show up to work every day, I'll get that promotion. That's a dangerous sense of hope because you haven't considered the external factors 
that may disappoint you. The person you held the door open for won't give you attention, maybe because they're introverted, they're shy, angry at life, or they just got let go from their job. You insisting that by showing up early will grant you that promotion, yet your boss promotes someone else because he finds them to be more talented or maybe have more experience, or maybe he just has a soft spot for them. We do not know what is happening on the other side. And yes, we all do it, including myself. We are all guilty of it. That when we do something like this, we hope that something better will happen in return. But that is just not right. It will only lead us to false hope. And that is what ultimately makes you truly unhappy. So come at it from another angle. And to be truly happy is to act unconditionally. Acting unconditionally isn't about holding the door because it's the right thing to do, the professional thing to do, or the classy thing to do. It's because you want to do it. Show up to work early because that's what makes you most productive, because that's how you want to be seen in the eyes of your colleagues, not because you are looking for some sort of recognition or reward. Be proud of the decisions you make and be firm about the decisions that you make. Don't do it because you're hoping for something in return or to be liked or to be admired or to be given some sort of gift. Do it because it comes from your heart. Never do anything because you want someone else to notice. Always do it because it brings you true happiness. When I pursue my film career, when I do these podcasts, these vlogs, it is because it brings me happiness. It is not because I'm expecting anything in return other than the joy of knowing someone out there is listening and being inspired by the words I'm saying to them. True happiness is going through life, not relying on hope. Hope comes out of the things you contribute, the things you look forward to, the things you care about. It should not be because you're doing it out of senseless acts, out of acts that are conditioned. Do it because you want to do it. And that will make you ultimately happy. Thanks again, guys, for joining me on another Corner Talks. I really hope you enjoyed my discussion on the lessons I took from Everything is Effed by Mark Manson. Great writer, great kind of vision towards well-being and how you can improve yourself. I know it's helped me. And like I said, I feel like you guys can benefit a lot from this in seeing that life doesn't have to be about hope. It doesn't have to be a reliance on it. There's a way to navigate through the chaos. And that is to figure out what you want, what you want to pursue and engage with it. If you agree or disagree to the lessons I've discussed, please leave your comments down below. I always love to see your thoughts. Also, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Take care and I'll see you soon. Oh, 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 oh,